Hey everybody, welcome to a special, very special episode of Puck Off. I am joined by an incredible guest, someone whose work I have watched for many a time now, and he busts his ass. He's another host of the Short Shift Pod, none other than the low-quality Bruins fan himself, Mr. Ian Bonner. Ian, how are you? Thank you so much for jumping in and joining me today. How's everything going for you? Hi, absolutely. Happy to be here, man. And uh, it's going well. The Bruins are continuing to kick ass, so we love that. Uh, didn't do much with the all-star break other than, you know, just try to get some rest. <laughs> like the players, we too have to take our rest when we can get it. Yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, thanks for having me on, man. This is exciting. This will be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, this episode, I'm qu- qu- keeping it nice and simple. It's a low quality assessment. We're just going to assess each team in the league based off of where we thought they were going to be coming in. We'll start at the bottom. We'll go from east to west. Keep it nice and simple, brief. And uh, hopefully people enjoy it as much as we enjoy talking hockey. With that, let's start with the Chicago Blackhawks, dead last in the Western Conference. Um, How shocked, surprised, where are they compared to where you thought they would be? I mean, obviously all the excitement was Connor Bedard. He's hurt now. What are your thoughts? I thought this team would suck. We all did. They did a terrible job of surrounding him with any insulation and scoring talent or defensive talent or talent in general. This thing was supposed to be terrible. I thought, I mean, we'll talk about the Sharks in a second, but I thought that was going to be your dead last team. And I thought the Blackhawks weren't going to be able to compete with that just because of how bad the Sharks were supposed to be. You know, I actually picked Fantilli for the Calder over Bedard because I thought Bedard would struggle because he has no one to work with. Yeah, I I had that same thought for a little while. (laughs) But uh, I'm on the Brock Faber train now. Oh, he should be. Injuries? Oh, yeah. As soon as I saw the extended injury time frame for Bedard for the jaw, I was like, this is Faber all the way. He's just going to carry it now. I mean, the guy's played almost 30 minutes a game, and and we'll talk more about him when we get to to Minnesota. But, yeah, Chicago, I mean, great on them for getting Taylor Hall. He goes down with an injury. Nick Foligno is still Uncle Nick over there protecting him. He's the guy trying to make sure he doesn't skate with a broken jaw. Yeah. I mean, if Nick Foligno is your big end acquisition, I mean, okay, let's be fair, Corey Perry, but that didn't quite work. And, um, you know, Tyler Johnson hasn't been the same since he signed with them and left Tampa Bay. So, I mean, basement of the central is kind of where I think everybody saw them. Yeah. I don't know if I saw them behind San Jose, but they're, they're neck and neck. They're only three points behind San Jose's still got plenty of time to blow it, but San Jose was a bit, was built to suck. Yeah. God, yeah. I thought I, I had a prediction that they wouldn't even hit 40 standings points. And that's not going to happen. And that would have broken a bunch of records if they did it. But man, Chicago that team's not. terrible. Chicago, yeah, well, they'd have to go on a hell of a losing streak, which they just might. Brutal team. Both those teams are brutal. And the only thing to say about the Sharks is give us Hurdle, please. God, please. Right. It'll make you suck even more. It's yeah. okay. Well, yeah, that's what you want. <laughs> for fans that are calling for firing of Dan Quinn. I'm trying to let them know this is exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. Dan Quinn is the coach for this team for the next, I'd say, five years. Because he's really good with the young kids as they're coming in. He's good at developing. He's just not good at once they start making the playoffs regularly. That's when you fire him. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> Quinn is terrible. I don't like him. <laughs> I, I think he's bad in a lot of aspects. So, I Yes, he's the right guy for the job right now, but I wouldn't give him more than maybe two more years personally. 
yeah, that's when you start really looking at. But I mean, he's the guy that you want for this day because you're built to suck. Get him out. God, you're built to suck. That's <laughs> terrible. Um, Anaheim had a little bit of we'll call it um embers earlier Dude, on. They had juice early on. They were fun to watch. What happened? Uh, they couldn't maintain the ridiculous comeback rate that they had. <laughs> and no matter what lead they were facing, for some reason, they clawed their way back. And injuries. Uh, Minchikov was playing unbelievably. And, yeah, yeah his, that injury is brutal. Injuries definitely have hurt Anaheim. Not as much as the Devils, who we'll talk about much later. But the the Ducks have been decimated by some important injuries. But they're also very, very young. This is a team, at least in my opinion, that's still learning – the NHL game overall. I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at like their their veteran guys are John Gibson, Adam Henrique, and Jacob mm-hmm. Silverberg, and Cam Fowler, and and that's it. That's their veteran core. And most of those guys won't be here by the end of the season, right? I'm using air quotes around veteran core. Yeah, how much if you're relying on John Gibson, who's been shelled? The guy deserves five years worth of hazard pay for how much much he's seen in that crease. I just. I feel like he's beat down and a, a change of scenery will do him a lot of good, but it's going to be tough to move him. Yeah. You, you mentioned grades. And as we fly through these bottom dwellers, like the Blackhawks, you'd still give an A to, cause it's exactly what you want. They need to suck. The, yeah. the sharks, you're like, Hey, we're going to judge your season based on trade deadline. And Anaheim's the same thing. Anaheim is one of those teams that after the trade deadline, we're either going to say a plus season. You're bad. The young guys look good though. You're gonna you're on the upswing and you got a bunch of pieces for those veteran guys, or they trade these guys off for next to nothing and you sit there and go, What the hell is the point of this year? Like Frank Frank Vitrano needs to needs to be traded for a, a sum because he's never gonna have another season like this. No, sell high on, on Vitrano, I would think. Um, I, I would think keep one of Silverberg or Henrique simply because they are that veteran presence, they're the ones that have worked through the system. They're not even all that old either. They just feel like they're old because they've been on such bad teams. Yeah. Um, I can understand keeping Fowler on the blue line. I think Gibson's more of an off-season trade piece when you can bring someone in to replace him on the roster. They don't have a lot of depth in goal. They love Dostal. The they love him. But they don't have anybody behind Dostal. That's the true. issue. True. That's a good point. And, and I know Arizona's coming up in a few spots, but they have – some very good solid goaltending talent behind the NHL level. Mm-hmm. You're talking NCAA. They've got a kid in, um, oh crap, I think he's in UMass. Uh, I think he plays with Dan Locks Mellis of the Bruins system. Um, What's his name? Rabel or something. I'm going to take your word for it. I can't, I can't. He, pull he was that. one of the starting <laughs> goaltenders in the, in the, um, in the World Juniors, and he played really, really well. So they yeah. have depth back there, but behind Dostal, Anaheim's got nothing. So until you can bring something in to replace Gibson, and that's tough to do during the regular season, I just don't see that move being made. But there are plenty of teams that'll give you a haul, and sometimes you just got to bite off the, you know, bite the meat off the bone and go, "We'll figure it out later." Take yeah. the three first round picks that someone's willing to offer you, and 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 run with them. <laughs> Could you imagine three firsts for <laughs> for Gibson? That would blow my mind. I mean, there would uh, have to be some retainment if I'm not New Jersey. Yeah, a hell of a lot. Listen. I would listen. Uh, but Minnesota, Minnesota, right now, I'm giving an F. Absolute F. This is not anywhere I thought they would be. Um, 
I mean, this is the final year, if I'm not mistaken, of their major cap hits for Parisi and who was the other one? Um, uh, Suter. Suter. Thank you. Yeah. So this is the last year of their $69 million cap. Nice. But um, beyond that, I thought they would still be much better. I, I, I hate they- to burst that bubble. They have one more year of it. Is it really? Yeah, they got one oh more. God. It's their built-in excuse. So you take that, I guess. When does Bill Guerin start to feel the, the seat get warmer? With that built-in excuse? Oh, He's man. He's the one who made it. Yeah, he How is. How can a fire and go, I'm hot? Yeah. <laughs> man. At, at what point do you look at him and go, you're the one who put the fire on the stove? He he used his last bullet with the firing of um, help me out here. Uh, I can't oh, even remember his name. Yeah, they, they brought in... Um, they brought in Hines. Yeah, John uh, Hines. I can't remember who they let go, but yeah, they, that was his last bullet in the chamber. So what I'm saying, when when is the, the seat a little warm under Bill Guerin's butt here? I, towards the end of the season. They might go into, into next season, like finish this one out, give them – if the trade deadline goes fantastically for them, which I don't see that being an option. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that team does. We, we talked for years about Minnesota being – Hey, they're that mushy middle. They're always that mushy middle. They're the yeah. most boring team in hockey. And you sit there and go, are they doing it again? Yeah. We starting this cycle over? I always gave Dylan a hard time about Nashville, but Minnesota's just Nashville, like, as its kid. Nashville yeah. junior. Nashville at least made the playoffs a little bit here and there. Minnesota just would whiff, and they would always fall short too. Nashville. <laughs> yeah. And then they'd go get Nashville players. <laughs> so... I don't know. I would you move our Mark Andre Fleury? Oh, easily. He's had a terrible season, and so is uh, Gustafson. For what it's worth, uh, these guys don't look good. They don't look great, and they're probably someone goes, "Hey, Fleury's probably going to look better again behind a better defense." But if you break down the Minnesota Wild, their defense isn't bad. Well, the way they're defending isn't bad. They were on the ice for half the game, which is unsustainable in itself. But when you're 21 years old, you can probably do that. But yeah. like you. They, the way that team defends, if you watch them, they're not giving up grade-A chances constantly. But because no. they can't maintain possession of the puck for more than two passes, they defend the whole fucking game. Yeah, of course the numbers are going to suck. And their their goaltending has not been good enough, even on the, the bad shots. No, not at all. And and I know that, uh, what's his name, down in the American Hockey League is the one they have their eyes set on. Wallstead, baby. <laughs> Wolfgang and Kosa are the two goaltenders in between the Minnesota and Detroit that are kind of neck and neck because they were like five picks apart in the draft. Yeah. And so they keep going back and forth. But Wallstead, I think if you can find a way to get Wallstead some games this year, that'll really help him next year with that last year of the of the cap grind. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. And they have to decide where they stand. Are they truly out of the playoff race, which I think they are? I don't think that they're going to rebound hard enough. And Wallstead had that one game in the NHL, which I was all excited about, and then got pumped for like seven goals. Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) again, defense being what it is. Uh, That's the thing is there's seven points behind the Blues for fourth in the Central. The Blues. The Blues. There's seven points by the Blues. Okay, here's the worst part. They're two points behind the Arizona Coyotes. And they're not even next on the list. Next on the list is the Calgary selling off Elias Lindholm Flames. It's over. I, I we can skip this team. It's all eyes <laughs> on the trade deadline. It's uh yeah. 
right? What's like, what do you do with Hannah? this team What's right the return now? For Hannafin? What's the return for, I- I'm going to say Dan Vladar because they might as well sell him off and just get, you know, player to be named later, future assets, future considerations, whatever they can get for him, just so they can get Dustin Wolf into the National Hockey League. Yeah, and Vladar is exactly what we knew he was when we traded him. He's a backup guy, and he can be an okay backup. The, the yeah. Bruins fans that lost their mind about that trade, I never understood that one. I'm on record being like, great, yeah, bye. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't even remember. I'd have to go back and look at who we got for the pick for him, but I, I want to say it was someone like Lauko or, or someone like that that, you know, we just kind of snuck in under the radar and now is like a fan favorite. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll take him over for Ladar. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the Coyotes, the future potential Utah Coyotes are third from last place and only five points out of a playoff spot in the central at fourth or at uh, sixth, five points from fourth. What, uh, what do you, what do you think of the Coyotes this year? They've, they've taken a nosedive too, just like, yeah. Sucks. I love that team, man. There's so many pieces on that team I really like watching. And Ingram's been awesome for a huge portion of this year. And they're fun to root for. Their home ice advantage are 15 and 9 at home. They're 8, 13, and 3 away. Oh man. That's a pretty pretty big difference. That would be a fun team to host a playoff game. Yeah. It would be a small crowd, but it would be a fun ass environment because that place would fill. Yeah. And it's loud. Like, got to give them credit. It is a good place. Good. Not great. Good place for hockey. Not necessarily NHL hockey. No. The people will turn out. I mean, there's some pieces there, though. I know Armstrong is a, is a tough negotiator, but he can really do some damage at the deadline if he wants to bring some stuff in. Uh, I know Ty Anderson around here has mentioned Liam O'Brien as a target potentially for the Bruins, you know, mm-hmm. four line grinder guy. I mean, I'm not sure how I feel about him specifically, but I don't hate the idea. Ilya Labushkin, I think, no, he's in um, Anaheim. Um, there's a defenseman, uh, an unrestricted defenseman, or no, he'll be a restricted free agent for Arizona at the end of the year. Um, now I can't think of his name. But he's someone that I wouldn't mind. Malamaki, maybe? Malamaki, that's the one. He's the one that took the hit uh, into the boards that started the whole thing. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, having him come back up here and then be able to see Nick Cousins potentially in the playoffs, that would be mm, sweet. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't think with Arizona, because there's not a single defenseman under contract next year for them. They've got four different RFAs. I don't think they'll be moving off too many defensemen. And honestly, I, I don't think I don't think they're in the business of moving talent out anymore. No, I don't think so. It just it'd be nice. And depending on what Don Sweeney's willing to part with from the system and, and from yeah. the roster, you know, if you were to tell me he gets Liam O'Brien and Huso Villamaki and he gives up, you know, like a Trevor Kuntar, a pick, and you know, let's pick a roster play like uh, like a Trent Frederick, even mm-hmm. I wouldn't be thrilled by it, but I'd sit there and I'd go, okay, I understand it. And I see where the holes are that he's filled. Frederick yeah. That, that left defenseman, young guy, team control. I get that. Uh, I don't, I don't see them making 
we could get more into trade deadline stuff, but I, I think they're looking for either a long-term upgrade in a position they need, maybe someone to play with McAvoy uh, if they yeah. don't think Laura is going to be that guy. Um, but the bottom six, I think they're pretty happy with their bottom six. They're looking for yeah. to push somebody down into the bottom six rather than just flat out replace someone in it. That's one where I look at it and I go, okay, uh, I probably would have gone for the 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 full swing, not the bunt, but I get right. it. We'll move on from it. I'll get over it, but it's not one that I'm looking to do. I would just, if those, if that's the type of movie makes, I, I wouldn't lose sleep over it. Right. Um, but Arizona is going to have a lot of options. And the biggest thing is, is they can get hauls for people because they can attach picks that they can't use. They yeah. have three second round picks this year, four next year and three the year after that. They can't use all those second round picks. And <laughs> I mean, they're going yeah, to eventually to- roster like contract spots are going to start limiting them. Exactly. So, but right above them last year's kind of Cinderella team, the Seattle Kraken. Um, I, I, I will credit Andrew. He did say that this was a team that was going to sh- you know, fall off. The shooting percentage wasn't going to hold up. Um, but goaltending up until recently when Joey Decord has taken over and, and really kind of solidified it. Swiss cheese, man. Grubauer continues to just be one of the worst signings of the past 10 years. And just the sad part is, is he's brutal. got a cup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I think you would see a similar thing with Aiden Hill. If he was up for a contract directly after that and some team, just some middling team went and grabbed him. You'd be looking at Hill as Jesus guy can't make a save behind a bad defense kind of thing. He's been great this year. That's a little unfair to say, but. I, there's some players where you just don't look at them as an outside of a system, still a great goalie. Right now we're going to pro and, and, and I, I would give it, I would give Arizona just real quick, like a B on the year, just because they're right where we thought they would be. They're, yeah, they're keep you know, the course. Yeah. You know, keep course, steady uh, patience. That's a team that needs a little bit of patience, but they need an arena. So I'll give them an F on the building. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Seattle, I would say probably a C because I think this is really where they should have been last year. But when you overshoot your percentage for so long and you gain such a lead in your division, I mean, we're seeing it a little bit with Boston as they tail off a little bit towards the break. Obviously, win streaks help. But mm-hmm. compared to what last what last year's streaks were compared to this year's, that's the difference that we're seeing in Seattle. It's just a difference when you're historically good versus mm-hmm. just – historically good for a three-year-old franchise. I worry about Seattle with their keeping the course because they're not young. No, in no way are they young and there's not like a ton of high-end talent. They just have to make sure that Beniers turns into an absolute stud. Tolvanen continues to get better. Like the young youth that they have on the team has to be real players. Yeah. Shane Wright's another key in that as well. Who's not Shane Wright's not playing in the NHL this year, right? I haven't watched a lot of Seattle, but I don't think he's had he's had a lot of games with them. No, I I get the feeling he's fallen out of favor over there. That's tough, and that's someone that you know. I mean, give it a, give it the rest of this year, you, you know, kind of refresh. I, I don't think anything really went the way Shane Wright wanted it to last year. Yeah. Some coming into this year, it can be fixed. But I think next year, Shane Wright's a name that we could hear at the deadline uh, for sure. He'll be 21 next year? I think so. I just – it can't go on much longer. And at a certain point, 
you know, uh, Ron Francis is the GM over there, if I remember correctly. And he's, he's not a fuck around and find out kind of guy. He's just the, okay, this is where we're at. Let's just, let's move on. Yeah. So I feel like come next year, Shane Wright's name is one that we could start to hear a little bit more. Uh, but you mentioned playing in and out of the system, Nashville Predators, UC Soros. His name keeps coming up. It's going to take a haul to get him mm-hmm. a little bit more than the Elias Lindholm deal. But I can think of a few teams that could use paying that price. Not a rental. He's got another year on the contract. Yeah. They, that, not a bad contract either. No, not a bad one at all. Five mil a year, not bad at all. Uh, I, I would give Nashville a B, right? Like, Nashville. it just they they they're competing. They're close to a playoff spot, but they gotta they gotta start selling pieces off. They gotta. Well, you gotta also gotta remember this is Barry Trot's first year in the big chair. Yeah. So he's also doing a lot more assessing. I've heard Thomas Novak's name linked to the Bruins a little bit, which I wouldn't mind a move like that for Boston. Again, all in cost. Mm-hmm. Um, UC Soros is the big one. I get where he's coming from, putting him out there. But if you can get, what was it, two firsts and like three other assets for him, I would do it. Askarov still looks good. It helps you build out the rest of your roster. And, you know, depending on what team it is that you can get to bite. I mean, yeah, you're going to need a goalie to go with Askarov. But, you know, you've got... um Oh crap! What's uh, Cockinen uh, right now? I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yep, and he's that, he's been well, solid. He's been solid, but also if you pick up a call from say Edmonton, yeah, Jack Campbell's not exactly fantastic right now. But you're not bringing him in to be fantastic. You're bringing him in to just be a number two alongside of Askarov. You're not asking him to do much of anything. And maybe with a little less pressure on him, you turn him around a little bit and you flip him to somebody else in a year or two. So you take a bunch of picks and uh, Campbell from the Oilers and you send Soros back the other way. Only because it has to make the money work. Yeah, I get that. Skinner has been playing out of his freaking mind, which we expected him to rebound from a terrible start. So I wonder if Edmonton's even in the market, but I'm sure they're making the call just in case. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to Edmonton shortly. I mean, they they do, in my opinion, need to shop around for someone. I just don't think Stuart Skinner is the guy. I think he'll get them through the regular season. They could use a little help on uh, between the pipes there. Um, Soros, I, I think, was a little bit more important to them. I think Soros stays in Nashville through the end of the season. There's just not a team that needs goaltending that's ready to pull the trigger on a deal like that. New Jersey, maybe, but... Even then, they're gonna they're gonna need to send either Schmid or um, Dawes back. You know, Na- Nashville would want a goaltender in return if they could get mm-hmm. one. I'm sure, but yeah, I'd give Nashville a B. They're they're exactly where we thought they would be, and it is what it is. Like they're a little better than I thought they'd be. They're like them being close to a wild card spot right now is a little better than I expected. They should be ahead of of St. Louis. Everyone should. God, not everyone, but most St. teams should. St. Louis is next. I, I want to give them an F just as of a fuck you. Yeah. St. Louis. Um, defense is trash. Goaltending is mediocre at best somehow because of luck. And their forwards are just kind of there. Yeah, they're boring. They're boring to watch. They're not uh, like they, – they, I, I really think they need to do a retool on the fly here. Um, 
That team well, just needs more help. They need more it depth. Help if Tory Krug would have waived his no movement clause. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, they should I, never I, have signed I, that deal, though. Everyone in Boston was like, "You're gonna sign him for that?" Okay, Ooh, we won't. All right. Well, what's funny is I was looking at the roster last last week or two weeks ago with Andrew, and I'm sitting here. I'm like, you know what this roster reminds me of? Peter Shirelli, Boston Bruins. Every fucking player has a no trade clause who shouldn't have one. Yep. Some of them are modified, sure, but it's like, okay, great. You just gave me a third of the league to work with. Yep. It just and and for way too much money, too. Uh, right above them, the LA Kings. Now, I think if I remember correctly, coming into the year, you were high on the Kings like I was. Like the uh, 12th to 14th range in the league. Like, yeah, they should be good. That was as I wanted to drop them lower. It's actually kind of a compliment. I wanted to put them at like 18, 19, but couldn't find a way to do it. So like they forced my hand to be like, this team's legitimate. And now they're in a free fall. They're in a free fall, but I think the all-star break is going to be their parachute. Yeah, I agree because, with that. Because, you know, a player like Drew Doughty especially doesn't come out and say some of the things against his teammates that he was saying without it having been said in the room first. And I think it's a little bit of a wake-up call for some of the guys in the locker room. But you know how it gets when someone points something out and you really don't want to admit they're right just because you want to be stubborn? Yeah. Well, now that they've had some time away, they get to the beach, they get to relax, they get to get in their own heads, and they sit there and they go, fuck, dude, Dowdy was right. Like, he is, you know, he's Drew fucking Dowdy. You know, like, he's got a point on something. All right, let's let's get back to this. Yeah. You know? But I expect them to come out of the break and win like six out of eight and kind of shut everybody up for a bit. And now they've got a new head coach to do it with. Yeah, a little bit of boost there too. That usually helps in the in the short term at least. Well, because I, I I think that'll help as well for those people who really didn't want to clear their head to now sit there and go, oh, uh, trade deadline hasn't passed yet. I could be out the door. I I I L A is definitely nicer than. Montreal. Yeah. And it's not even people think that like guys are trying to force their way out left and right of a sinking ship. Players don't like getting traded. They don't. It's very rare that you have the guy who's like, yeah, I'll leave in free agency. That's different. Pretty rare that a guy enjoys getting shipped out. Right. And I mean, there's got to be something done about, about PLD. That's a disaster right now. Disaster. Oh my God. What a disaster. He's someone that needs to clear his head, walk away, get, get some time off and maybe coming back from the all-star break. It helps him. That's another credit to Andrew. Andrew was like, stay away from that, man. Stay away from that. And he was right. This guy is playing on the fourth line, making over 8 million. What's yeah. The contract is what makes it bad. It's what makes it really bad because this is the first year. The trade is looking bad. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, look at what Winnipeg looks like now. Look at what Columbus was immediately after the trade. They got lining in there, and they picked it right up. Now, they've had their own problems since, but, sure, yeah. you know, we're at L.A. for, you know, L.A. right now. We'll get to Columbus later soon, but the, the Kings have the PLD bug now, and they're the ones who have to work through it. Um, I would say probably a C. Or maybe an incomplete. I'll give them an incomplete right now because I have no idea what they've, they've got to turn around. If they continue in this, it's an F, obviously. But if it's they spark back up, they end up in the one of the top three spots. 
eh, C plus. Where you expect them? I and I've been telling Andrew this for a while. I expect them to make a move at the deadline. I, I don't expect them to sit pat and and look at this. Cam Talbot has had the bounce back season he was ready for. Losing Phoenix Copley really hurt them. Yeah. So I could see them making a a smaller move as well for adding a depth guy like a Dan Vladar to that goaltending unit because now they're relying on David Riddich, which is just it just sounds bad. Well, I mean, he's been out playing Talbot lately. Talbot fell off a cliff, but hopefully he rebounds again. I, I don't mean hopefully. I'm a Kings hater. I hate this team. I hate this franchise. I, I loathe the Kings entirely. So Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, they could lose forever. They're one of those teams for me where I'm like, I could watch you lose for the next 50 years, and I would love it. I would love it. Hey, you know what? On the plus side, they're on the West Coast, so we don't get to watch them all that much. But also on the West Coast, the Edmonton Oilers. Um, they started off the way the Kings are right now and they've just been uh, unbeatable since literally hire a coach, learn to play defense, learn to stop a puck. And now they can't lose a game. Yep. That's it. That's, that's a whole statement right now. A plus if they keep this going (laughs) right now, Stanley cups, if they keep this going. (laughs) Yeah. It's unbelievable. I don't have a lot to say about the Oilers. I think it's been said enough. It's, they're a good fucking team. We expected them to be a really good team, and they came out of the gates real slow. But Bouchard has hit his stride, who's been an awesome addition to their power play. Uh, defense is playing well enough. Skinner's playing out of his mind lately, and the top dogs are doing top dog stuff. And they still have the ability to add a little bit. They don't need to add a lot, just a little bit, and they can. Because picks little... mean nothing to them right now. No, no. What does that first round pick mean if you don't have Connor McDavid in three years? Right. And if you don't win a cup in the next two years, why would Connor McDavid stay? Yeah. So that's what it is. Is your window is the Connor McDavid Leon Dreisaitl overlap window, and <laughs> as they say in Tampa, fuck them picks. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Vegas, the defending champs, second in the Pacific, fifth overall in the West. Which I don't know. I think that's weird to say, but. They, this is the team that just seems like, uh, what what's the what's the Greek mytholo- mythological monster? You chop off one head and three more pop up. Yeah, God, they've been so unhealthy this year, and they're still in a playoff position. How? God. They just keep rocking, man. They get the wins when they need them. They've been pretty bad on the road, but at home they're pretty damn good. Uh, they just keep plugging along. That's a really well coached team, too. Give uh, credit to Cassidy, man. Yeah, I mean, coach that we're very familiar with, so definitely knows how to handle that next man up mentality. I would give him a solid A minus. Yeah, I think it's fair. B plus, A minus. I just, I'm waiting for like the Mark Stone injury. You know what I mean? To make him just start to fall down a cliff and just can't catch on to it. But that may never happen. Outside of the first month, this team has not looked like it should. And it's going to get real scary towards the end of the season when they start looking like they should again. Yeah. All right. Let's 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 fire through these last four. You got Winnipeg, Dallas, Colorado, Vancouver. Any major surprises in those four? Vancouver. Okay. Where where did you have them coming into the season? Oh, my God. Like 20-something? I thought that was an undisciplined, uh, like, just bad team. Demko had fallen off a cliff. If he didn't rebound to an absurd level like he has – uh, I still think that team would be struggling in ways and their shooting percentage is ridiculous, but they've got talent and it looks like they have more structure this year. They have more discipline this year. Winning fixes all as they say. 
Yep. So they have blown my mind with how well they're doing. Uh, I think, I think they're closer. They're on pace for like 120 something points or whatever. I think they're closer to a 102, 103 point team in reality. Yeah. Uh, I think all four get A's in my opinion. Yeah. That's, I would give A's across. Which one's the scariest of the four? Right now, I would probably still say Dallas because they are outpacing bad goaltending and they don't have Jake Ottinger like fully healthy. Like, I know he just played in the All Star game, but he has not been 100% for quite some time. And they're a team that just looks like it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I would say Winnipeg is the scariest playoff team. I think that team plays a style that just is going to – that's going to hurt. No matter who they're playing against, I feel like they can match up. Something to me in the play – like, right now we're set for a Dallas-Winnipeg matchup. So that's going to be fucking awesome. It so, might be the best first-round matchup. It would definitely be – well, Edmonton-Vegas is going to be a damn good one too if it were today If too. that stays. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I kind of want Edmonton-Kings in the first again. <laughs> That's a uh, fun series, man. Those teams hate each other. To the cup finalists again? Yeah. <laughs> I know you don't want that, but... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. Right now, the Chiefs are coming in on plus 100 on the money line, so definitely take a look. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. cdkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, you got some time to swing over to the East real quick? Yeah, let's rattle through. Some of the bottom feeders we could be real quick on. This is oh, yeah. ugly. Uh, Columbus, you mentioned Fantilli earlier um, as your Calder favorite. I, I'm guessing that's probably changed. Now yeah, that's, that he's that's hurt. dead. He's hurt, and they're not playing him in a position that's advantageous or they weren't for a good portion of the season. I don't know what the hell their coach is doing over there, but no one's happy, and every report – from every interview for these players is this fucking sucks. Yarmo has to go. Yarmo has to go and Pascal Vincent has to go. These both those guys are not doing Vincent the job. By though. default, just because I think he was I mean, he was never the guy in, in the first place. Good point. Good they point. wanted it to be Babcock. Now here's the question. If Babcock is this team's coach, are they playing differently? Are they playing because Think about how Tortorella has done with the Flyers. No one saw that coming. No, yeah. Babcock's the same kind of coach. If he didn't do stupid shit to enter the year and lose his job, could he have had that kind of effect on this team? This team has talent. Team has talent? I I would say they wouldn't be in a playoff spot, but they'd be a lot closer to it. Yeah. 
Uh, Ovechkin can't find the back of the net, which means Washington can't stay afloat worth a shit. Nope. Yep. They're not good. Um, they were fun in the beginning of the season because they were surprisingly competitive, but no. Yeah. Not enough. Well, that that didn't last very long. And it's sad. It's a three-way tie between Pittsburgh, New Jersey, and Washington. And yet the only one I really worry about is the Devils. Yeah. I think that's fair. I I think Pittsburgh has enough talent to carry a really, really low depth (laughs) kind of roster. A really solid fifth place finish. Absolutely. I agree. Exactly. Yeah. New Jersey, uh, I look at and I go, I mean, they've been decimated by injuries. Hamilton, Hughes twice, Heshire, uh, Thomas Nosek has been out for a while. We saw him firsthand in Boston, what he could do. Yeah. And and that's just for the guys. They've had like nine guys on IR constantly all year. It's it's not been good. And their goaltending at earlier this year couldn't stop a beach ball. Yeah, that hasn't exactly changed. I think they're I think their team save percentage is if not like bottom three, they're bottom five, or they're like way down there. Yeah. It's not good. It's not it, good. It's not good. And, and that's actually something that most of these teams at the bottom have in common. It's weird because the Habs and the Blue Jackets are getting saves, but the Senators aren't. The Sabres aren't. Right. And the Senators, a, another bo- basement dwelling team that I looked at their goaltending tandem and I went, well, I, I wonder how healthy Forsberg was coming into the season. I really do. Well, would would it even matter with two MCL tears? Like, even at your healthiest after that, that's still seventy percent of what you were, right? Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm not a doctor, but it seems pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> I don't play one on TV either. But you know, follow contract does not look good anymore. No, I no. thought it was going to be better, and and maybe that's just a lot of the the shit that was going on to begin the year you know, with the sale of the franchise and all that, mm-hmm. but Steos has got to do some, something. I think they're due for a shakeup probably more in the off season though. Yeah. And when you look at, if we're talking grades, you look at the bottom of the West and we were pretty, pretty fair with them. Like, yeah, B, this is what you were supposed to be. You were supposed to suck Blackhawks, sharks, ducks. You were supposed to be bad. You blue jackets were just supposed to take a step forward. F senators yeah. were supposed to take a huge step forward. F Canadians, yep. a plus you give the Canadians a plus you were supposed to suck and you're getting picks, and you're getting, like, you're going to sell off these goaltenders who are overperforming. Yeah. The Habs fans are happy. Be be at a minimum. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then Sabres, F. Three out of the bottom four in the East, you're like, you guys were supposed to be better than this. The Buffalo Sabres, oh, I had them as a playoff team. Same. I had them, like, top ten. I thought they were going to be a really good team. And and I, I look back and I go, what was I thinking about Devin Levi? Like, I, I thought he was ready, and I was just wrong. It's okay to say that. He's just not yeah. ready yet. He's not ready. But and that offense ready. took a massive step back. Well, how long has, has Tage Thompson been hurt this year? Well, he's been for a, a chunk of it. And I feel like Cousins has underperformed, too. I don't know how I've all their numbers in front of me, but I, that, I do not think that they've been at a decent level compared to last year. No, their offense has fallen off a cliff. Their defense, which we knew was going to be questionable coming into it. I mean, you're relying on 70-year-old Eric Johnson and Connor Clifton, who is still cliffy hockey. But Yeah, but it worse. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, in Jack Quinn, he's had some injuries, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, I mean. There's still so much talent there. There's still so much talent on that squad. They got it. They also kind of 
ran over and tripped their own self by running too much of a Comrie, Lucan, and Levi tandem. Oh, that was ridiculous. But it might be way too long. But when you talk about team, like players of, of another team that you'd want on yours, Thompson, Cousins, Olsen, Tuck, uh, Middlestat, you'd like, um, Darlene. Shit, I'd take AJ Paterka. Oh, yeah, Paterka, Power, uh, Quinn, Krebs. I mean, all of these guys, you'd be like, yeah, I'd love to give them a shot in this squad. There's so much talent to like on that team. I didn't mention Skinner mostly because of that contract. Yeah. Well, even if they've got some young kids coming down, too. I mean, this team going forward is going to be really, really good in a couple years. When It like, should with the team-friendly deals the they have, point. too. Right. But, I mean, imagine they could they could deal off Uka Pekalukin and get a haul for him right now. Yeah, that's 24-year-old goaltender who's playing decent, uh, currently playing decent. It wasn't like that earlier. When he's season. had good defense in front of him, he's put up really good numbers. Yeah. So for a goaltending needy team, I would at least be asking about him. But and there's no way Buffalo can do that, though. They have to be like, no, we need a goaltender because we've seen that sink them year and year and year and year and year. Next and year, year, they just need to roll with Lukanen and Levi and call it a day. Yep. And just say, you you guys may not be ready for this, but we have to do this. Here's what we're going to put in front of you. You know, keep a couple of the veteran guys, the Johnsons, the, you know, um, uh, Ocposo, I think is a good signing for them. Yeah. Uh, uh, Olofsson, Middlestead, Krebs. Like, these aren't, you know, all young guys. But, you know, you got to keep some of them around just to kind of make up the roster and give them some vet- veteran leadership. And just run it back next year with the two goaltenders and hope to stay healthier. But yeah. I give them much more than a D at best. At best, a D. But yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't even know if I'd go that far. Just feels like a total failed year for them. Heartbreaker. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, the Islanders, and I would put Detroit kind of all in the same group. I'd probably give them all C's. Yeah, if you were outside of Pittsburgh, this is kind of what you expected, right? Yeah. If you were a Penguins fan, you would have expected better, but everybody else is like, eh, that team looks pretty shallow to me, bud. Yeah. High-end talent on the high end, and then no. nothing behind them. Nothing behind it. And and yet you're still somehow getting good goaltending from Tristan Jari. You are, yeah. And you've got a bunch of games in hand. The season's not over for you, but Dubas has a job to do, and I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I, I really think he's going to go to Fenway Sports Group next year, like next this coming summer, and be like, look, I did what you guys wanted. I brought in the big fish. We went for it. Can we do it my way now? Can, I, right. sell, can I sell off Malkin now? Can I sell off, you know, three people that I want to get rid of and do it my way? If they say yes, then they have more balls than Brendan Shanahan does. God, could you imagine if they could if they traded off Crosby, Malkin, and fifty percent retained Carlson? How many firsts do they end up with? Jesus, is it and five? Do they get five firsts? Six, maybe two, two each at least. Yeah, you think? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Latang too. Throw Latang. A total yeah. reset, and they would have unbelievable assets. Oh. They, it their draft would look like the Arizona Coyotes in the second round, but theirs would all be in the first. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Detroit. Um, right now, I'm gonna I was going to say an incomplete. Yeah. I like what they've done. I don't know if it's sustainable. I 
I just, that's a big question. Is it sustainable? I don't think they make the playoffs, but I didn't think they would. Right now, they're in a playoff position. I'll give them a B so far. Like, yeah, you've got some offensive power, but man, the young guys, especially on the back end, we need a little, see a little more from that. And goaltending needs to be resolved as well. Goaltending for sure. Um, but then again, they've got Alex Lyon. I think they're okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, depends who you ask, I guess. <laughs> Here's the catch. They are at 58 points. Behind them in the third wild card spot are the New York Islanders with 52. Yeah. Detroit's okay. They are tied with the Toronto Maple Leafs in points. The Toronto Maple Leafs. Who is getting a D from me, by the way? I'm going to give the Maple Leafs an F. Yeah. They are failing miserably. They were the one team that I looked at coming into the year and I went, they should finish ahead of Boston. Regardless of their issues with goaltending, they still have Sam Sonoff and they still have Joseph Wall. Fail and injured. I was kidding. I swear to God, I was kidding when I told Andrew that fucking, what's his name? Martin Jones would be the savior of the Toronto Maple Leaf season. But my God, he has been the savior of their fucking season. Yeah, you can't have a team where Austin Matthews has 40 goals through 46 games and you're you're clean to a wild card spot. How many points does Nylander, Marner, and um, Tavares have? Uh, Nylander has 61. Absolutely unbelievable. Marner has 53. Tavares is down there at 35. He's been in a bit of a slump lately. Morgan Riley's got 40. Your top five guys are combining for damn near 200 points and or over 200 points. Well over 200 points. Math is really hard. You're like 250 right now, and you are clinging to a wild card spot. You have scored 166 goals as the Toronto Maple Leafs. First of all, the Detroit Red Wings are outscoring you by 10 goals. Austin Matthews has 40 of those goals by himself. Take Austin Matthews off of that roster. They have 126 goals. (laughs) That's pretty nuts. That's How many goals did you say um, Marner has? Goals, he's got 20 and then 33 so assists. Between Matthews and Marner, you drop to 106 goals for. Let's, let's not play this game with the Bruins and Postrock. I don't think we're going to be happy about it. <laughs> but here's the thing. Their goal differential is a plus 16. A plus 16. This is a team that has proven... It can outscore its problems. This year, its problems have been way bigger, and they've done nothing to fix them. Well, the Joseph Wall injury derailed them. He really took over the net, uh, and he was looking really good. Well, they also lost the outstanding performance of Ryan Reeves. (laughs) That'll do it. Their depth isn't good enough, and their defense is, I think, better than it gets credit for. Still pretty bad. Oh, yeah. It it can be better than it's rated, but it's still that yeah it's not a cup contending defense this is a team that's going to lose again in the first round there's real chance for that and uh, this was a team that i predicted like you i predicted them to have the atlantic wrapped up by the trade deadline i looked at them as the team that could compete with boston for the division title i ultimately leaned towards boston because of defense and goaltending there you go yeah I thought they were going to smoke the Atlantic. I thought Boston I'm, I'm was going to take a huge high, I'm still riding that one, by the way. Yeah. You, know, you were it, one of the few that had Boston even competing for first of the division. I, I was just like, I looked at it. I was like, the only team I'm really worried about was Toronto. 
And and I was just like, I, I don't see enough of it with Wall. And sure enough, he gets hurt and everything falls apart. Yeah. Carolina, the Rangers, Tampa, Florida. They're all on the same tier now as Boston is this year, I think. I think yeah. Boston has regressed to where they all are just because the defensive play of Bergeron, the two-way play of Krejci really elevated them. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they're still plus 45 in goal differential. They still have a solid home record, 16-4-3, mm-hmm. and 15-5-6 on the road. Those damn shootouts and overtime losses. Like, but you know what? There's no three-on-three in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm not that worried about it. Yeah, I when you lump all those teams together, I think Tampa's the weakest out of those five that you mentioned. By, by a margin, honestly. Vasilevsky doesn't look the same since his back surgery. Yes, but if he hits his stride, they suddenly become terrifying again. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the Panthers are scary. The Rangers and Hurricanes are what we've known them to be, so there's an element of concern there, but also an element of comfort of like, yeah, they're they're the usual team. That's a yep. beatable team. It's beatable. They are what we thought they were. They can win a playoff series against anyone. They can lose a playoff series against anyone, just like the Bruins. Yeah. The Carolina- out of... No, go ahead. If if Carolina gets Kochekov hot, that's what I worry about. Because Russian goaltenders, they are workhorse goaltenders. He needs more time, I think. The more he plays, the better he's going to get. And the less they'll need to rely on Ranta and Anderson. But if Anderson does start making a comeback this year and he plays, if he's back for the playoffs, anything can happen. Ranta's been terrible, though. Oh, yeah. Rand has been so unbelievable bad. If they have to lean on him at all during the playoffs, that team's cooked. No, Kochekov is the guy right now. Yeah. Anderson is the guy they're trying to work back, but Kochekov just needs more time and, and he'll be fine. Shesterkin, you know, I mean, right now, no one saw Jonathan Quick's numbers the way that, especially coming out of preseason. But, I mean, right now, if they go like a, a three-to-one ratio, Shesterkin three, quick one, Shesterkin three, quick one, like, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. And when it comes to the Canes and the Rangers, I can't give them anything but a C because they're where we expected them, but they don't look great doing it. And when it comes to the Lightning, you would give them, what, a, a C minus? Like, Probably a C. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no one expected Vasilevsky to go down with the injury, and so they kind of worked through it, and everybody made fun of him for not taking guys off the waiver wire, not signing a goaltender. It didn't hurt him as much as people thought it would. They're in third place in the division, and I don't think they care that they're in third versus first. Oh they yeah, care. that's a team that's strictly in make the show. Okay. Like you gotta you gotta get there, and then we'll we'll see what happens. The one Panthers team, I give an A to though, and Boston I give an A to because both Boston, of them were expected to have. And I would give an A to Philly, and an A plus plus to Philly, <laughs> just because whatever John Tortorella is is putting in that ganja, they they are smoking it and they are doing well with it. They are, even with the five-game losing streak into the, the All-Star break and the negative goal differential, uh, that team's still playing way above its roster, way above its roster. We do have to see how Urson steps up with Carter Hart now gone. For the season, but, I'd expect. Uh, I think for his career. Um, I think he ain't coming back at all. Yeah. But Urson uh, was getting some starts. He was looking okay. I think the break is something that he can use mentally to kind of be like, okay, I'm the guy now. Let's go. And maybe they can tweak and get someone in there behind them. But, you know, that that's that's less on Tortorella 
and more on the GM. Yeah. But so far, you can't complain. So far, they get an A++. Yeah, and if you're a Flyers fan, there's an argument for like, man, we should be recouping capital. We should be retooling. We should be. But you got to enjoy the current season, which is overperforming. If you make the playoffs, do I think you're going to get absolutely exposed for a couple of the issues you have? Yeah, I think that team's going to get slaughtered. But they play, their coach has them play a style that you're, there's a chance you throw a haymaker. Yeah. yeah. They they could be a, they could be a tough out is, is the best way to put it. You can't stop playing against them. That's the team that waits till you think you've won the series and then starts mounting that comeback and everybody gets nervous. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you mentioned giving Florida an A. I give everyone on the Panthers an A, except for one player who I give an F for fuck you, Nick Cousins. Yep, there you go. I'm totally <laughs> fine with that. That guy's even I bet even his own teammates are getting kind of sick of the shit. Oh my god. Kachuk, I gotta deal with this shit again. Come on. Yeah. Kachuk's like, I'm supposed to be the nasty one. Like, what are we doing? He beat out Brad Marchand for the most punchable face. Which is nuts, guys. Martian is the that. face of the league when it comes to players that people dislike. To take that title as swiftly as he did, it's almost impressive. He had to have gotten at least one or two players on his own team to vote for him. Yeah, I think he's it's juicing. Almost <laughs> it's almost impossible. He's cheating. It's somehow. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you know, checking defenseless people into the boards. Yeah, I'd call that yeah, cheating. Do it. Yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. <laughs> But, I mean, honestly, the Panthers are the only team that I look at from a Bruins perspective and go, I don't want to play them in the playoffs. Uh, I don't want to play them strictly for the reason that the last year's series is going to get mentioned a billion times. Then again, then again, in 2011. I know exactly what you're bringing up here, the revenge we had, series. We had to go through a revenge series then, too. So yeah, The Flyers injuring Krejci in 2010, coming back from 3-0, coming back from three goals down in Game 7, and then sweat in 2011 on our way to a cup. The only the only non-seven-game series of that year. And it was we went through Philly. Was it Philly, Montreal, and Tampa that year? It was Montreal, Philly, Tampa. Okay. I think I, that's the... the I, I don't remember the order, but it was those three teams. Yes, yeah. Okay. And I think that was the order. Halves it, in the it, first round. It's only fitting that it would be Philly, Florida, and Tampa. It feels right. You know, it just it feels, it, right. It feels right, you know. Yeah. Or maybe the Islanders, just because they've been in a pain in the ass, and they look like they might squeak in. God, there's so many teams I hate. <laughs> Oh, uh, but you know what? So many of them you look at, you watch a play, and you're like, damn, I wish I could root for you. There are some. I wish I could root for Detroit because the league is a better place when Detroit is good. That fan base, like, they deserve it. They're a great fan base. Uh, total assholes, but, you know, the, well, every fan know, base is. That, that exact same phrasing could be said about Chicago, too. The league is a much better place when they're competitive, but fuck them. Fuck them for all the off-ice stuff. Exactly. Uh, I, I don't I, – I did not want to see Bedard go to any team more than not them. Yeah. <laughs> Put him in Anaheim. I would have loved him in Anaheim working with – oh, my gosh. That team would have been so fun. Uh, oh. I mean, any other team he would have been fun to watch on. Yeah. Any other team. But, I mean, this it's, it's a hell of a season so far. We've got, what, 30-some-odd and change games left per team now. Yep. 
it's all going to change 1600 times and then nothing will be this. It'll all be the same by the end of the year. Yep. You know, all the, all the numbers will change, but the standings won't. At least the wild card race is still in full swing. It feels like some years that's not like the West of wild card doesn't feel as open as the East, but it feels no. like some years is just no chance for, for big swings like that to happen. Yeah, I mean, especially with Calgary now selling Lindholm, they've kind of thrown the white flag. Arizona's tied with them, so I feel like they'll lean the same direction. Yeah. So now you got Seattle, Nashville, and St. Louis, all, and we'll throw the Kings in there, all within four points of each other. But I just think the Kings are that much better than the Blues, Preds, and Kraken. I don't see that spot going anywhere. Right. It's just the eighth seed that really feels up for it. And even though in the East is more of a disparage, like this, uh, more of a gap between who's in a wild card spot right now and who's not, there's a bunch of games in hand. The Devils are expected to make a push. The Penguins have to go all in. Just a yeah. lot there. And those three teams, the Blues, Preds, and Kraken, like right now, one of them is poised to face the Vancouver Canucks. Like, good luck. Yeah. Have fun. Thanks for playing. With the way that team's playing, I don't. <laughs> Thanks for qualifying. Go home. You may, you just do it. Here's your gate revenue for two games. Have a nice day. Yeah, but even if, so say you're, say you're the Blues, right? And you're, you're the eighth seed. And you're just looking up the standings and you go, oh God, Vancouver fell off the last two weeks. That's great. Now we get to play the Avalanche. Right. Fun? Have fun. Great. Good. Right. right. Vancouver <laughs> fell off a little bit. You face the Avalanche. Oh no. Oh, or Dallas. Like, and that's the way it should. One verse eight should be like that. But we have years where the eighth seed gets hot at the right time or whatever. That's part of the reason we love hockey. Well, and that's the thing. If I look at that and I go, the one that I don't want it to be if I'm Vancouver is Nashville. Because as long as they have Soros, Soros can get hot and outperform Demko in a goaltending duel up the ass. Like uh, and Soros last last year's a perfect example because last year I don't even think Soros played. Because I think they had to, I think he was injured. Um, but Nashville got crushed by the Colorado Avalanche in the first round. But that was the closest, hey, you got absolutely manhandled, but every game was like, holy shit, are they going to pull this off? Like, this just, sometimes a team just plays hard and they're really hard to eliminate. Yeah. And, and if I'm Vancouver, I look at Nashville and I go, fuck, because they, they have, they have playoff tested guys too. Yeah. Like, and and Vancouver's still young. I, I look at Vancouver and I go, how many of those guys have been in real playoff hockey? Yeah. Not very many. Look at Nashville. They've been in the real playoffs before. Yeah. Forsberg's been there. Soros has been there. Like they they've played first rounds, but it's still playoff hockey. Vancouver. Yeah, now, that, now that I look at it, you're right. I, I could pick one of eight teams in the West right now <laughs> battling for some sort of positioning, and Vancouver would be happy with all of them other than Nashville. And I'm not saying I would pick Nashville in the playoffs, but I'm just saying that's an easy one that could go six unexpected games. Yeah. And 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 once you get to game six, if you're Vancouver, you're like, fuck, what's what's going on? I thought that we had this in the bag. Then any this is the we've thing. Nash, we've seen Vancouver do that in a playoff series before where they thought they were uh, full hard favorites. Oh, and they were 2011. They they were the favorites. And but that's the thing with any team that's the favorites is when you are expected to win Colorado versus Seattle last year, um, you sit there and you just go, as soon as doubt gets sewn in a little bit, 
everyone starts holding that stick a little tighter. And the team that's not supposed to be winning is like, dude, this is a great ride. We're just going to keep going. Like, we don't we don't have to worry about losing. We're just trying to win. That happened in slow motion last year for Boston. It that's did. why it's so painful. Because it happened seconds. in slow motion where they were, what was it, 58 seconds away from seconds. the series. And then all of a sudden, the game-tying goal, and everyone goes, uh-oh. No, no, no. It's okay. It's just a tie. It's okay. We still got more games, more time. Let's go. And all of a sudden, it's he doesn't look right. Is he is is that in, that injury is creeping up on him now? Yeah. The pain is a little bit more, but not enough to sit him. Oh, I, I've had fifty eight seconds for game seven. Uh, oh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, game five, five. the the, the five, screw up seven. Yeah, like it just it unraveled in slow motion. Yeah. That's why it hurt so bad. Oh, there was no way for that not to hurt bad, unfortunately. <laughs> Revenge series this year. Yeah, something like that. Oh, God, but, I hope it is. Uh, anyway, uh, it, it's been a hell of a first half. We'll call it half, even though we're a little bit more than halfway. Yeah. And, um, yeah, thank you so much for joining. I know you're running short on time, so I don't want to keep you. But thank you so much for jumping on, and hopefully we can uh, we can do this again very, very soon. Yeah, it's a bummer Andrew couldn't join us, but this was a great, fun chat about hockey, man. Absolutely. We'll do it sometime, and we'll have Andrew in the chat and just ignore him while he's here. Yeah, excellent. I love that idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> and if you guys ever need help on short shift, uh, you know, let me know. Um, oh, yeah. Sometimes you need pinch hitters over there. So, yeah. it. Uh, yes, do. love listening. I'll let you plug everything you've got going on before you head out. Yeah, we the, the Short Shift Podcast, as you mentioned, uh, with Thomas and Andrew. We have a lot of fun with weekly episodes over there. And then, of course, there's the Low Quality Bruins Fan Channel on YouTube, where we do game reviews for every single game, along with a couple other just throw-in-other-fun videos about the Bruins. Um, and then we got a big, big trade deadline video coming out where I'm going through like 30-something names of potential targets for the Bruins. It's it's a little bleak, I'll be honest. We got to get a little clever this year, but uh, it'll be a fun video. I, I hope you're scouring some of the American Hockey League systems for some of those names because I feel like that's the kind of trade that Boston's poised for. A veteran guy, like a name I was thinking about the other day for forward help, mm-hmm. believe it or not, Jesse Pugliarvi. He's oh, yeah? Scranton right now on a PTO. He's played well for him down there, but he's someone that cheap deal – can come up on a fourth line, third line role, be effective and play that Lucic type role, but he won't cost you very much. If yeah. he's on the PTO, I think you can just go out and sign him. Yeah, this like a, like you're saying right now, just getting clever and finding value. That's what it's going to be this year. So I, I look forward to that video coming out. Hopefully it's not right on trade deadline day because that's a, a little bit. Uh, nope, we've got that coming out in the next 72 hours, I think. <laughs> wait, I, I will. I'll I'll look for it. And when you tweet it out, I'll, I'll look for that, too. So, uh, like I said, we have a I, I don't know if I mentioned this at the beginning, but I'll mention it now. We do have a new partner of the show, which. I, I mentioned to you, I'll, I'll hook you up with a little bit. We have a partnership with a, a friend of mine, small business called Nason's Naturals, all natural dog treats. I know you have a couple furry friends yes, sir. down there with you. So let me know how they like the little gift basket I'll send down for them. And uh, Nason Naturals is offering 15% off to all of our puck off users with the code puck off right on their website. So, nice. oh, yeah. 
15% off. Can't beat it. And, 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 and these aren't like, when I say they're natural, like they are all handmade 100% natural. Like you as a person could eat them dog treats, but they're for your dogs. So please don't eat them. <laughs> I have to put the disclaimer out there and they're not like crazy expensive at all. They're not, they're reasonably priced. Like go check them out. Nasonsnaturals.com promo code puck off. It'll all be in the description below new partnership. And, uh, Ian, be, just let us know how your dogs like them when I get them down to you. That's all I ask. Heck yeah, I'm pumped to I'm pumped to get them. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for doing this. And uh, I, yeah, I mean, if you disagree with the with the grades that we gave, all I can tell you is puck off.